Kia ora. Welcome to Down to Earth Conversations, where we hear from ordinary people who are helping to bring a bit of heaven down to earth. I'm Andrew Dixon. It's good to have you here. Hello. Welcome to another episode of Down to Earth Conversations. You may or may not have noticed, but I'm a week late with this week's podcast. I actually had several plans for an episode last week, but they didn't work out, and rather than stressing myself out trying to sort something out, uh, I just decided to push it a week, uh, mainly for my own mental health, to be honest. Uh, I've been talking a lot this year about looking after yourself and doing the things you need to do to, uh, to self-care, and so I decided to do that. So here we are. But I promise you it's definitely worth the extra week wait. Today's guest, Lisa Mead from Social Currency, fits perfectly with the co-papa of this podcast. She's someone who has looked at the skills and passions that she has and then taken them and used them to make a difference in the world. Not by leaving her accounting profession, but by utilising it to create change for those young people who are deemed at risk. We talk about why she does what she does and what it was like to leave a stable, well-paying job to risk it all for these at-risk kids and how she goes about creating change for young people through her accounting. It's a corridor full of honesty, authenticity, and challenge, and is bound to make you ask yourself what you can do with what you have to love those around you. This is episode 18 of Down to Earth Conversations. Here's Lisa Mead. I quit my job and started my own accounting firm, and I, I did it to support these kids and you know, every other child like my son who, who has these risk factors because I wanted to believe that I could make a difference and that, you know, people would be able to choose an accounting firm that wanted to make a difference as well and that they could feel like they were doing something towards that. I'm joined today by Lisa Mead from Social Currency. Kia ora, Lisa. Kia ora. Uh, why don't you start by just letting us know a little bit about you, who you are, and where you're from? Yeah, so I'm Ototahi, born and bred. Um, yeah, big Canterbury rugby cricket fan. Um, single mum of one, eleven-year-old going on seventeen-year-old. Um, yeah. 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 yeah nine, we've got seven and nine-year-olds that feel like they're about to become <laughs> teenagers any second. Yeah. yeah. So, so yeah, know, I'm, know I'm basically um, a sports taxi at the moment. Nice. Yeah. Cool. And uh, you're our accountant. Yes. Um, and yeah. so do you want to just tell us a bit about social currency? Yeah. Um, and what it is. Obviously, you do accounting. Yeah. Um, but, but what does it look like for you? Yeah. So social currency is very different, I think, to most accounting firms where we actually give 10% of revenue. So 10 cents in every sale um, and every dollar to supporting at-risk kids, which, yeah, it's, it's very different because most people think accountants kind of yeah, hold on to their money and buy big cars and houses and all of that sort of stuff. Um, but I wanted to do things very differently and I've always been passionate about youth um, and my son is the real driver behind what I do in social currency. So yeah, I wanted to do things very differently and, and I think that's why people choose social currency as their accountant as well because yeah, it is an accounting service but we stand for something um, yeah, quite meaningful and I think that, that helps people 
um, choose us because they're not just getting their accounts done by us or their tax returns or whatever. It's actually they're providing a mentor or a positive role model to a young person at the same time, which is amazing. That is amazing. Yeah. Are there any other accountants that you know of doing it? Uh, no. I mean, I, I looked for any at the start when I first kind of looked around um, New Zealand, but yeah, there's one accounting firm that I work with that is, I guess, what you'd call purpose-driven. Um, there's another one in Christchurch that, yeah, they support um, charities and things like that, and they're a not-for-profit, but there are no other accounting firms that have a very specific purpose for why they exist, and mine is very, very specific. It's to change intergenerational statistics around crime, poverty, and low educational attainment in at-risk Kiwi kids. Um, so yeah, there's there's a few statistics and stuff that drive that, and one of those is that there's 23,000 kids at any one time in New Zealand with a parent in prison, and and that's that's wow. a big driver for me. So that's I huge. really want to get um, yeah those kids to be on an even playing field with any other kid, and yeah I want to see them successful no matter what's going on at home or around them. How did you decide on that co-papa? Like what what was yeah. it that made you go um, out of all of the good things I could do? Yeah this one yeah so I worked with um, a lot of young people in the east of Christchurch um, when I was growing up and I guess it was when my son was born that that, that was the real trigger for me because I realized um, a couple of years ago that I was considered a risk factor to my son which I didn't really like because I was a single parent for one um, I had no education or no yeah I didn't complete uh, seventh form so I, I didn't have any kind of formal qualifications um, when I had him when he was a baby. Um, there was violence and stuff at home. And yeah, we basically ticked off every... Um, I had low income um, and was on probably the poverty line at that point as well, which, um, yeah, I ticked up the four main categories, which are risk factors for kids. And when kids have um, one or two risk factors, then they're likelihood of becoming a statistic when they're older is quite high but when they have all four that's massive so yeah, yeah when I started researching the statistics around that um, a couple of years ago it, it became very clear to me that I had to do something about it and I was in the position to do that because I've got my degree now mm. I've, I've got you know I'm a chartered accountant so what could I do to make a difference for these kids that are just like my son who, you know, maybe they don't have a positive role model in their life. So, yeah, I I found myself in a position where my son's father, um, he's been absent for most of his life, but he'd, he was in prison in 2017 for a 12-month period. And it really opened my eyes to, you know, what other kids are experiencing this, what other organisations are supporting them, what what is the thing that we can do for these kids that will really make a difference. And yeah, I, I didn't want it to believe it at first, but it is actually mentors and positive role models. And even one hour a, lot, a week for one child is massive and it's a game changer. So yeah, I decided at the end of that year that I had to do something about it and I didn't want to just do the same thing every day and go to work and, you know, pay my bills and stuff. I was willing to take a risk and start something that was absolutely terrifying. Um, mm. But yeah, 1st of September 2018, I... I quit my job and started my own accounting firm and I, I did it to support these kids and, you know, every other child like my son who, who has these risk factors because I wanted to believe that I could make a difference and that, you know, people would be able to choose an accounting firm that wanted to make a difference as well and that they could feel like they were doing something towards that. So, 
it's been pretty powerful um, to see how many people have chosen social currency because of that. Yeah. I had absolutely no guarantee um, of income or of client numbers or anything like that. But, you know, I was, I was willing to eat noodles if it came to that. And it never has. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Is, that, is that just a case of that the will inside you is stronger yeah. than the fear? Yeah, 100%. I got to the point... Um, it was Christmas 2017 actually when my son's father um, came out of prison and he saw him on Christmas Day for about an hour and the next day my son turned around to me and he said, oh mum, I don't think my dad really cares about me mm. and it just broke my heart and I thought that is it, that is the last, you know, like that's the last straw for me, I've got to do something here and I found um, some mindset resources online, I read a book called uh, mindset changing the way you think to fulfill your potential and that book changed my life because it, it showed me that you know failure is actually an opportunity to grow and I thought if I can learn this stuff maybe there's something out there that my son can learn from as well so I found something online and he, he did a wee exercise for half an hour on a little um, online game and he finished it and he turned around and he just had this light bulb moment and he said mum I don't have to be like my dad when I'm older and this is my awesome. seven-year-old, and just like that moment was everything for Did me. Did you burst thought, into tears? <laughs> oh, it broke me in half, yeah. And I just thought, wow, like he's been thinking this way for so long. How did I not see this? But also, like how do I give this opportunity to other kids to actually make them feel like someone cares about them yeah. and that they don't have to be like whatever significant figure is in their life that maybe has let them down or... You know, like that they can change their life no matter what's going on. Yeah. You said, you know, you when he was born, you were called a risk factor, essentially. Yeah. How did that feel to you oh, to, to hear that? Just like to see it on paper, to see it, because I, I did a lot of research, I read a lot of documents. Um, it's pretty gutting to, to read it and to see it in black and white. And I know even now I'm a risk factor because I'm a single parent. Um, and I still don't like it, but I guess that that is a driver to do what I do and to show people that, you know, no matter what your family is made up of, um, you know, your whanau could be a mum or a dad or a, you know, a grandparent even. Um, there's a lot of those dynamics now, you know, yeah. that a child can come through that and actually, yeah, really, really thrive mm. and be successful no matter what, that's that's my driver. I want to see that every kid can, yeah, break through those those barriers and and not have those barriers, yeah, be the stigmas and the stereotypes and hold them back because I don't believe that they should. Totally. When you think of New Zealand, I guess we're we're that number eight wire, do it yourself kind of. Should be right. Yeah. Yeah. And and to me, I, I guess in the back of what you're saying is. You know, I could I could have just soldiered on and tried to do it myself, but actually yeah. I realised that there were other people out there willing to help. And if yeah. I could, was that hard to let go of some of that control and go? Actually, yeah. there's going to be some other people sewing into my kid's life. Yeah, definitely. Um, when I realised, you know, maybe maybe my son needs a mentor now. Like this is this is probably um, the time where I need to do something. I gave him the option. You know, I wanted to let him be the one that that chose it for his life you know and he's so proud of it now he tells his friends about it he's like I'm going to see my mentor today it's a Monday cool. you know um 
and it's it's really simple he's he just hangs out with this guy for an hour a week and you know they play video games or they play tennis or whatever and it's really really simple but it's one person who's you know showing up consistently and Mm. that's the important thing but yeah for me to let go and let someone else be a significant mentor or role model for him I guess that is a little bit hard for me but I do recognize as well that there are a lot of people in my life that care a lot for my son and I, I let those people do that because I think you know the more people I can have in front of my son the better especially if, if they're a really positive um, role model for him and and I think I appreciate that and I think when you're open to other people coming in and supporting your kids or your family members or whatever it's amazing because yeah it's collaboration yeah. over competition I, I yeah. don't compete with others because everybody brings something different to the table yeah, I mean, you hear that, it takes a village. Yeah. And yet our culture has shifted us away from the village life. Yeah. Um, but yeah, hearing what you're talking about is actually pulling some of that back together. Yeah. Uh, which is really cool. So uh, you also uh, said, you know, you were in that place where you, you had those all, all those risk factors. Then later you were in a position where you could do something about yep. it because you had your degree. Yeah. Um, and you had a job. That sounds like some serious hard work in between those two, oh, <laughs> two points. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, about 10 years of, um, yeah, really slogging away. Like I studied part-time through Open Polytech, so you kind of a self-taught degree study. And yeah, I was working full-time. So yeah, I was, I was pretty much just, yeah, getting up in the morning, taking my son to daycare or school, studying at nights. So didn't have a lot of time with him. And I think like it was a massive sacrifice, but I knew that if I kept going, that it would be worth it. And I never had the intention of getting a degree or being a chartered accountant or running my own business. For like That was probably the last thing on my mind. Mm. But when I got through all of that, it, was, it came to the point where I thought, I want to spend more time with my son. How do I do that? And how do I help other kids like him as well? the only option at that point was to quit my job and I'd worked really hard to get into that position, into that role. I worked um, for seven years in a, a big four firm, which is like a global accounting firm. It's it's a big deal. And then, yeah, worked in another firm for a couple of years and, and I was, you know, getting up, up the ranks and most people work, you know, really, really hard and and invest a lot of time and effort into getting into those positions so to to walk away from that was really significant for me and what did your colleagues think oh my colleagues thought I was crazy they couldn't understand it Um, but I worked for a firm that had five male partners so directors so to sit in front of all of them and say look I'm leaving I believe in this idea this is you know something that I'm really passionate about and I think it's going to work I think other people will think it's cool too. Um, like I had one guy and he sat in the corner and just started laughing because he just could not wrap his brain around the idea that I'm quitting my job with no other job to go to. Mm-hmm. And he said, you know, Lisa, most people have a job to go to when they when they quit a job. And I was like, well, I'm not most people. And he just couldn't cope with it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's the difference, I guess. You know, youth and enthusiasm and all of that sort of thing. I definitely had enough of that, but you know, with a mortgage and a child, it's also quite, quite risky. Yeah. So I remember the first day literally felt like jumping off a cliff 
and I've done skydiving and it felt exactly like that. Yeah. So, yeah, it was a big deal. Just a bit of free fall for a while. Yep, yep. Free fall probably for the first about three months, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, how did you go about launching? Uh, I I did it quite strategically, actually. I I kind of led up to it for a couple of weeks and had um, sent out a couple of emails to some people just to just to see if they would share it when I when I posted something on social media and I have um, one of my clients Emma from Emma Smart Creative she does some awesome videos and things for me so she she helped me do a wee launch video um, just to talk around like what my story was why I was doing it why I was starting this thing and yeah it it became like an overnight success almost which was crazy for me because I wanted to think that it was me in this business, but everybody started saying, oh, social currency. So it became the company and the brand overnight. So it was no longer me. So that was like I grieved that process for a while because I really wanted to, you know, think of it as me. But no, people weren't having that for, you know. So, yeah, it was quite exciting. Had about 40,000 views on this video in a couple of weeks and just went boom overnight. And so that was explaining all the social yeah. impact side of things. Yeah, just just the idea of it. I just explained, you know, this is my idea. This is what I want to do. Mm. Um, and if you want to get involved, just just um, get in touch. So I got new clients that week, that first week. Um, I think I was in stuff like the week after or something. It was just like a whirlwind. Yeah. Um, the first month was crazy. I picked up new clients every week and still do so it's just yeah I've got over 400 clients now and it's been just over two and a half years so that's that's a fairly rapid increase yeah like when you think about it like some small firms have about five or six hundred clients so and they sometimes grow their client base for you know 10 20 years or something so Mm. to have that rapid growth in that amount of time there's got to be something different about it and and I think people see that which is awesome I mean, it it really is one of those things where you need your accounting done yep. by somebody. Yeah. And you're somebody who's going to help yeah. make a difference outside of just doing the job. Yeah. And uh, it's just point of difference. Yeah. You know, and at the moment I don't have any competition. Mm. So I'd love to. I'd love to have some competition. Mm. I'd love to see other accounting firms out there doing something similar. Yeah. I'm waiting. Yeah. And I guess that the benefit too is that the more it grows the more you can support these organisations that you work yeah. with. Yeah, and that's the goal. You know, like, the we've donated over $60,000 so far, which um, some people don't believe me. Yeah. But, you know, it's, yeah, the more clients we have, the bigger we can grow it, the the more we can give away, and that's the ideal. That's that's the goal. And I guess if you think about it, you could have held on to that 60000 yeah, and and had a nicer car or, a, yeah, you know. Yeah, could have paid down my mortgage more yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, definitely. Um, but that's, you know, like I think from the start I was committed, this is 10% that I'm giving Mm. and that will never stop. And I'm going to start from day one doing this. And I think, yeah, because I've had that commitment, it doesn't feel like my money. It's already mentally, it's already gone. It's already invested in these kids. That's, that's the whole purpose. So it doesn't feel hard to give it away. It actually feels good. It's probably, yeah, the most awesome part of my business is being able to know that, you know, there's there's more kids being helped through this. Yeah. 
how did you decide on 10% because like most people would look and go man that's a huge chunk of what's coming yep. in I think and, and, and you're talking about what's coming in before you've even yep. paid overheads aren't you yeah yeah so I just thought you know like I can give this amount of money away and if I don't think about how much money I might be earning in a year or two it's not going to be a big deal yep. so if I just start and you know keep this going I think 5% seemed not enough to me <laughs> 15 percent was like gst so i just didn't like that number um so i thought in between 10 percent. yeah yeah cool and so so who are some of the organizations that you support yeah um, and, so we what is it that they do yeah so we support big brothers big sisters they're a mentoring organization um graham dingle foundation they've got an in-school program we support their kiwi cam program which is the younger kids um younger kids are kind of my focus demographic because if we can support young kids then they won't need the support later on yeah we also support Chumley Children's Centre which is a respite care centre for kids aged 3 to 12 um, and they're the most at-risk kids in Canterbury so um, really crucial service and we support Youth Alive Trust which is over on the east of Christchurch and they have a mentoring um, arm to what they do as well so yeah, really specific niche is is providing mentors and positive role models to these kids who need them. And, and what response have you got from those organisations? Oh, they love it. Um, they do have other corporate sponsors and things, yeah. but I think the fact that ours is, is very specific and, and I chose those organisations to part with, partner with um, specifically, I think they appreciate that what I do comes from the purpose of mm. social currency and not just um, like a, a donation here and there. It's consistent giving. So I donate every three months. And yeah, they, every time I do, they're like, oh, wow, I wasn't expecting this. But hopefully they get to the point where they're like, oh, yeah, this is great. This is consistent. Um, and I, I wanted it to be like that because it's, it's sustainable donations for these organizations. So it's sustainable in the fact that they know it's coming mm. and we can keep these organizations running and they don't have to ask other people for that money because it's it's already coming through this this business is is just running for that reason because i imagine most of them would be propped up by grants and and yeah volunteer payments and yeah a lot of volunteers a lot of um yeah grant funding and things but grant funding has been really difficult this year um, so yeah, the, the more businesses that can get out there and, and choose, um, yeah, to, to have a purpose behind what they do and, and really care about something and, and maybe donate towards an organization that, that supports that, the better, because that's sustainable giving that's, that's, you know, coming from a place where that money will always come in and they don't have to ask because when you're in an organisation and it's a charity and you have to ask all the time, it can be really tiring. Mm. So, yeah, to, to give is amazing. One of the things I really like about the way you're set up is that you haven't just focused on one for a start. You've, yep. you've got a number that you're supporting, but it's not like you're just getting this pool of money and then going, all right, who deserves it this yep. time? Yeah. You're going, no, actually, who, which organisations have a co-papa that I want to back? Yeah. And then you're just going for it on those yep. ones, yep. and and unashamedly doing that. Yep. And like you say, that brings some consistency. Yep. But I think also that must give them a sense of, I don't know, value that. Yep. That you do want to invest regularly, not yep. just as a, you know, oh, 
this month we've come across you and you here's a yeah. bit of money and then and a lot of organizations do that and i think it would be yeah probably more sustainable if if people could choose one or two or three or four you know or however many they would like to um give to but one that aligns yeah with what they're doing their co-papa what they what their values are mm. um yeah, what they really want to see change because it, it is social impact for me. It's social change. Mm. It's it, I want to see these kids' futures changed and, and the way I do that and the way social currency does that is by supporting organisations that do that. They're the front line. I've heard you talk about social impact and that being different than social enterprise. Yeah. Do you just want to explain that a little bit? Yeah, so social enterprise is like a term that, that organisations refer to themselves as being um, and usually a social enterprise is, is an organisation that's kind of doing the social change work mm. um, whereas I refer to my business as being a social impact business because I am just a professional services firm but I give to create the social impact so I'm a business doing something towards social change whereas yeah social enterprises usually are environmental or socially focused mm. they might be you know selling metal straws or something or they might be um like cultivate in Christchurch they they have a garden um and they they provide work to interns and they they foster young people and things like that so those I would refer to as being social enterprises where they're doing the work and they're the front line they're using that business to yeah. be able to do the work yeah, exactly. Whereas you're using your business to support other people yes. doing that. Yeah, stuff. which is kind of different. And yeah. I think some of the work I do does support um, or would could be seen as a little bit of the social enterprise side where I do support social enterprises, charities, not-for-profits, um, specific you know, organisations that do support youth. So in, in that respect, that could be a part of it. But in general, I'm just a social impact business doing doing the work and and giving money to those who who are on the front line. I think one of the things that connects really well for me and one of the reasons I wanted to talk to you on the podcast is that uh, we're all about doing little ordinary things yep. to make a difference, yep. you know, bringing a bit of heaven down to earth. And you, know, you could have had that real heart for these young people and gone, I'm going to leave my accounting job and go work with yeah. youth, go be a social worker, go yep. you know, whatever. And yet you went, no, actually, I'm an accountant. Yep. How can I use that yep. to make a difference? Yeah. And, you know, the, the organisation, you know, one of those organisations might have benefited from your presence yep. working for them, but they're all benefiting from your finance and your support for yeah. them. Yeah, and that was kind of a strategic decision as well. You know, what, what can I do to create this, the greatest impact here? Mm. Um, and strategically it, it was to create a business that could give and could give regularly and consistently and could grow as well. And I, I just love that idea that you can be who you are yeah. with the skills that you have and make a difference. Yeah. You know, you don't have to be the youth worker or the social no. worker or the, um, we need people to do that. Yeah. And but, that's, but they need people to do what you're doing. Exactly. And, and that's one of my drivers, you know, there's, I think there's a Theodore Roosevelt quote and it says do what you can with what you have where you are and I was in that point you know I was like what what skills do I have what can I do right now with where I am right now and and that was it it was I could create my own firm I've got these skills I can do this mm. and I'm willing to give it a crack 
What does your son think of all of this? Oh, he loves it. He thinks it's his idea. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he's kind of like the strategic CEO kind of member of the firm. He, um, yeah, he sees himself as a massive part of social really currency. Cool. He, he reminds me all the time. He's like, you know, social currency only exists because of me anyway, mum. <laughs> I'm like, well, he's not wrong. Of, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I still do the work. And he's like, oh, well, yeah. <laughs> so he's really proud of it. Definitely proud of it. He loves it. He loves just, um, I think he's seen it evolve, you know, and he's been behind the scenes. He comes along to meetings with me sometimes. And mm. yeah, he's seen it from day one to now. So it's, it must be really cool for him to see the roller coaster that, that it's been. And he's seen me, you know, on, on radio shows and yeah. been flown to Auckland earlier this year. Just things like that, you know, like things that would not have happened if I didn't take that risk. And I yeah. think that's the biggest thing, you know, like my life completely changed on that day and I had no idea what trajectory it would take. Mm. Um, but I would do it again in a heartbeat. And yeah, it definitely keeps me going. That must be so great for him as well to see what can happen when you take risks yeah. to do good. Yeah, and I think that was one of the drivers too, you know, I thought I'm going to show him that you know if you believe in something enough you can give it a good go and I was willing to fail I think that was that was the biggest thing I was willing to fail I was willing to be broke I had to be in that in that kind of yeah place to be able to take that risk fully and I'm glad I was because I think a lot of people sit on the fence and I'm not a sitting on the fence type of person yeah. I'm in or out you know yeah. and one when I'm in I'm all in I I think, I mean, it's, it's cool that he jokes about being the CEO you oh, know, yeah. and not having to get out. <laughs> but in behind that, there is actually a lot of truth for him that you're doing this for him. Yeah. And that must be really, um, must give him a lot of mana. Yeah. Know, that, yeah. That actually he's worth enough that this is what you're, yeah. you're doing. And um, so that's another part of this that I love is that it's not just about you're helping these organisations. No. This is actually changing your son's life. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and... Yeah, I mean, that that's something we, we all hope for our kids is yeah. that we can not screw them up. <laughs> yeah. Um, but also that we can invest in them in a way that um, that they grow and develop and yeah. they see who they could be. Yeah. Um, and I love that you're, you're fighting against those risk factors and saying yeah. these are not going to define you. Yeah. Um, or they don't have to define you. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, and it's there's a bit of an education piece too, you know, like... We support uh, Pathway Charitable Trust as well, which is a prisoner reintegration program. And yeah, we're, we're part of that supporter team. And it was just the coolest thing for my son to come along to a meeting with me and to, to give the piece of paper that said that we would, we're going to be um, supporters of them. And I think he, at that point he realised this is a bit bigger than I thought. Yeah. You know, and for him to be supporting prisoner reintegration when his father's in prison is massive mm. um and for him to understand the process you know that you know when mum's doing work this money goes to this and this changes lives and yeah to be able to understand that you know we can give people a second chance mm. no matter what um that's massive because i think empathy is is just the greatest value mm. no that's awesome and it's it's you said it's grown rapidly it's more than just yep. you now Oh yeah, it's more than me. Um, so I've got a, a team of girls for some reason. Had a couple of guys 
at some stages, but yeah, I've just, just mainly got contractors. Yeah, it's it's grown and it's growing next year as well, which is terrifying because <laughs> um, I've, I've got to hire some people, which I've avoided. Yeah. Yeah, up until now. But um, yeah, I've got a, a wee solid team going now, which is cool. And it's one of those things, you know, I didn't really want to grow it too big, but at this point it's kind of like I've got to this point and it's still growing, so I need to actually, yeah, put the things in place that will enable that that future growth and to, yeah. yeah, really support my clients and my team and, yeah. It's about walking through the door that's open, just, isn't it? Just keep going. Yeah. Yeah. Keep making a difference. Yeah. Awesome. Um, if people wanted to hear more of your story... Yeah, you've got an ebook. Do you want to tell us about I that? I do have an ebook. It's on my website, socialcurrency.co.nz. Um, it is basically the first twelve months of my business, and it is all the highs and lows. And it's yeah. I just it's, some, reading some of it got me anxious. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was on the edge of my seat a couple of times. Going, oh no, how's she going to get through happen? this bit? <laughs> um, but yeah, it was. I think I said to you in an email. It was also yeah. really encouraging because you know, Bex and I are. Uh, having a go at a business and yeah. and looking to do the social impact thing as well. And, yeah, cool. And some of the time we're wondering why are we doing this and yep. is this okay and can we do this and to hear that that is how some of the stuff you went through yep. as well um, is actually really reassuring. Yeah. Um, and just some, someone that else it's said a to me. Someone else said to me recently, you know, if you weren't thinking those things, you're, you're doing something wrong. You're doing something yeah. wrong. You know. Yeah. You're you're taking enough risk that. Yeah. It's a bit. You're a bit nervous about it. Yeah. Um, and and I see that coming through in this ebook. So yeah. Um, yeah, I really recommend going and and um, buying that and having a read of it. Uh, yeah. Especially you. if you've got any sort of entrepreneurial heart. Um, yeah. But, and but I think particularly after this if, year too. If you just want to help people. Yeah. If you um, want to help people, if you want to start a business, if you want to, um, if you want to know what starting a business is is going to be like, really, I think um, I never had the book. Yeah. Um, when I started, and I think it would have really helped me. So I, I wanted to create that for other people. Mm. And yeah, I think after this year, you know, everybody has kind of adjusted the way they think towards, I think, employed versus self-employed. So um, yeah, if, if you've got something that, that you're really passionate about, it's worth giving it a go, but it's worth giving it a go knowing what it's going to be like as well. And if someone's listening to this and they think actually... I'd like to use social currency yeah. as, as my accountancy firm. Just go to the website's the best way to Yeah, website base. or our Facebook page, Social Currency Investments. Um, you'll see some videos on there and stuff, so learn a bit more about what we're about. So Cool. And yeah. I'll put all those links in the show notes so that you don't have to um, search for them. You can cool. just go straight to this and, and find Lisa in social currency. So um, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you yeah, for, thanks for having me. Uh, imparting your wisdom and your journey, um, <laughs> yeah. sharing that with us. And yeah, thanks for what you do to bring a bit of heaven down to earth. Yeah, cool. As I said to Lisa, what I love most about what she's doing is that she didn't give up her chosen career in order to make a difference in the world. She just reframed it a little. What Lisa is doing doesn't make sense to the Western economic-driven stories we are sold about how life is supposed to work. But that means that she can make a difference in the lives of kids who don't fit that story anyway. In saying she just reframed it a little, Lisa took some massive risks for what she believed in. 
she took the risk of opting out of a stability of the system without any promise of success. And there were many who thought she was crazy. Yet when I heard her story, as I'm sure will be the case for many of you, there's just something so right about it. Like, this is how things are supposed to be. Like, this is a bit of heaven on earth. Lisa took a risk to do things differently than the cultural norm, and has created something beautiful that will make a difference for generations in the lives of many kids. So Lisa, thank you for your passion, your courage, your beautiful and extravagant love for your son, and for setting an example to the rest of us of the sort of things that can be achieved when we look at how we can use who we are and what we have for the sake of others. You truly are bringing a bit of heaven down to earth. As usual, thanks to Ignition Systems for your support, and thanks to you all for listening and for the feedback you provide. If you're appreciating this podcast, it would be a massive help if you could rate it on Apple or Spotify, or simply share it with your friends and family so they can be blessed by the taonga from my awesome guests too. Join me next time when I talk to Michael Kettle from Beautify Waitara. We talk about painting, using what he's doing to support the good work of others, listening to and honouring Komatua, telling stories of the land through art, and making a difference in the space in which he lives through beauty and relationship. It's another fantastic corridor. Until then, me inoi tato. E to matu matuai te rangi, kia tapu to ingoa, kia tai mai to rangatira tanga, kia mea te taue pai ai ki runga ki te whenua, kia rite ano ki to te rangi. Humai kia mātou ai nei, he taroma mātou mō tēnei rā. Mūro mātou hara, me mātou hoki e muru nei i o te hunga, e hara nā kia mātou. Aua hoki mātou e kawia, kia whakawaia. Engari whakorangia mātou i te kino. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. May your kingdom come, may your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom, the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen.